I want to welcome you to another Pod for Israel, and we have with us Dr. Eris Swarth. And we're going to be talking about some special appointments in the Torah, these appointed times. Why don't you dive in with us on what some of the, the holidays that are coming up right now? Well, the, um, I think before even talking about the specific holidays, just to say that the, um, the word itself to describe what we call the holiday, uh, the holidays or the festivals in the Hebrew is mo'adim, which comes from the root um, of that you have the word target or purpose. And so um, really the question then becomes, what's the purpose of those appointed days? In Leviticus chapter 23, God is giving us uh, a number of appointed days and they seem to go in circle and they just keep going again and again and again every year. And so the question seems to be, um, seem to beg to be asked is why is God doing it this way? Right. And the reason is that God has a purpose in showing us that in the complete circle of those appointed days is his plan of salvation for humanity. Right. And it encompasses ultimately the first coming of the Messiah and also the second coming of the Messiah. Right. And some people, they kind of know at least these spring festivals, these spring appointed days, right. and that they have been perfectly right. fulfilled yes. exactly on the time, which is really interesting. So you want to dive into what's been fulfilled already? Sure. So the first appointed day is the Passover. And the Passover, you know, we know not, is not just the um, uh, exodus from Egypt, Right. But it also points to the ultimate exodus, the exodus from sin through the sacrifice of the Messiah himself. Right. As we know, Yeshua, Jesus, was crucified on Passover Eve. Right. And then uh, three days later, there is the feast of waving of the first sheaf. This is the right. first fruit of the first fruit from among uh, the, uh, the wheat and barley. Right. And uh, basically what, what was done in the days of the uh, Mosaic Covenant, the farmers or the Israelites would go to their fields and they would mark on the Passover, they would mark the very first buds. Mm -hmm. And it would be on the first Sunday, the first day of the week following the Passover. Right. They would pick all the very first buds and they would wave it before God. This was a complete sacrifice that was given to God. Yeah. And the waving of the first sheaf, which is the first fruit of the first fruit, is the resurrection of the Messiah himself that occurred on the first day of the week after the Passover. Wow. And then, uh, of course, you have the uh, Feast of Unleavened Bread, mm -hmm. which talks to us about those of us that know the Messiah. Our lives should reflect the mm -hmm. lack of leaven, the lack of sin in our life to be more like the Messiah himself. Of course, it's a journey, it's a process. God right. is teasing that out from within us, you know, uh, uh, over our walk with him. You know, the final spring holiday, we have the Feast of Weeks, Pentecost, um, that takes place 50 days, therefore Penta, 50, yeah. uh, 50 days after the Passover. Right. And uh, traditionally, the uh, Mosaic Law was given in Sinai at weeks, at the Feast of Weeks, Pentecost. Okay. And of course, we know, we read in Acts chapter 2, that the Holy Spirit came 
in uh, the Feast of Weeks and the Church, this temporary body of believers, the body of the Messiah made up from Gentile and Jewish believers alike, has been created. And uh, so these are, this summarizes the spring festivals. So that's a good summary. And what might be confusing for some people is we, we have two different calendars. The Jewish calendar rests on right. the moon, a right. lunar calendar. And right. then we have the Roman calendar, which the Gregorian calendar we True. know today. That's what the whole world is built on a solar mm -hmm. calendar. And so these two, uh, the funny thing is, is, is a few years ago, they actually overlapped perfectly right. to the times. Uh, like Passover was right. that uh, was on that day. And then you, three days later was the resurrection That's Sunday. Right. And, you know, you kind of have all these things co co uh, aligned together once in a while. But that's where it might get a little confusing of, wait, why is uh, Resurrection Sunday over here and then it's not over there right. and uh, according to the Jewish holidays? So uh, that'll clear up some of the confusion with that. True. So, wow, every single date was fulfilled exactly, exactly on, on the, the moment. Yes. You think, I, I even think of when Yeshua was coming into Jerusalem. Remember famously, he wept over Jerusalem yes. with that lament of if you would only known the time mm -hmm. of your coming, yep. of your visitation. Wow, and I think as well, they were looking for the wrong thing. Maybe they were looking for these fall festivals to be fulfilled first yes, instead true. of the spring. But mm -hmm. uh, I mean, in your view, what's your, what's your view on what's happening with these fall festivals? So um, the, the next, I mean, first of all, there's this dry, long summer, right? And after that, when we come to the fall holidays, we have the first, the Feast of Trumpet. And so trumpets would be blown throughout the land of Israel, calling the people, mm -hmm. calling the nation together around the reading, the communal reading of the Word of God. And so that was the original purpose. And later on, we see in the book, in the days of Ezra and Nehemiah, right. Nehemiah chapter 8, we have this amazing picture, I think prophetic picture yeah, of all the people gathering together, you know, in the water gate, in front of the water gate, where, by the way, we read in John uh, chapter 8 that Yeshua himself came right through that very, very right. place. And they are basically begging, demanding, requiring, requesting from Ezra, give us the word of God. Yeah. And the description is super dramatic because all of a sudden, you know, uh, Ezra has this, you know, this pulpit and you have the translators and you have those that kind of repeat what he, he reads so that those that are far away and they read from the word for six hours straight. The wow. word that repeats uh, over in that chapter is, hmm. and they understood. So hmm. it wasn't just a, uh, you know, it wasn't just a ceremonial thing. But people really understood and applied, and we see at the end of the of the you know those six hours around noon, yeah. they all started weeping right. because they understood, they internalized, they understood where they are in front of a holy and righteous God. Wow! And so that was a very powerful event. Um, you know, this could relate. We're not dogmatic about it, but yeah. this could relate to um, to the time of the um, our rapture. Right. when the believers are taken up to be uh, with the Lord. And again, right. I would like to emphasize, um, that's what the circle, the, the, the holiday circle, the holiday cycle seem to suggest. There are other views, and this is not something to, um, yeah. you know, to split over in any way, sh way shape, or form. 
but that's what the holiday cycle would suggest. Right. Uh, particularly because that's the only holiday that there's a trumpet. Yeah. Now, even before we go ah, on, please. an interesting thing with that. If you go to Israel today during the Feast of Trumpets, will they say Happy Feast of Trumpets? You know? <laughs> that's right. That's, that's yeah, a good Yom, point. Yom Torah. If you talk about Yom Torah, no Israeli will no, really have understand. any clue what you're saying. That's very true. Uh, what, what, what's replaced that right now? Uh, that's very true. And, and so actually, in a sense, we can, we can say that the, the Feast of Trumpet has been concealed. Hmm. And when we say concealed, it's because that's the first day of the seven month. Now, right. the, the first day of the month is always a bit tricky in the lunar calendar. Right. Because it's the new moon. And when exactly does the, st the new moon start? And that's a question. It's hard to say. And, and people don't always agree on that. Right. So uh, in that respect, the day is a bit, little bit concealed. But what happened in, um, what happened in the uh, Babylonian exile, following the Babylonian exile, it was adopted um, as the head of the year, as the beginning of the year. Right. So Jewish people from that time until today, the greeting would be Happy New Year. Yeah. In, you know, in the first of the seventh month. But, but like you said, that came from Babylon, not from the Torah. So if you look for the Jewish New Year, where do we find it in the Torah? It's the, the New Year begins in the spring. Right. In the same month that you have the Passover. The Passover is on the 14th day. Yeah. But the first day of the first month is the New Year. Right. Nobody, nobody celebrates it. There are actually very interesting uh, huh. ancient Jewish traditions among Babylonian Jews hmm. that on the Passover, before the Passover, they take tree branches, green tree branches, yeah. and they greet each other, say, may your year be green. May you have a green year, huh. which is interesting. I mean, it's, I think it's left over from the first exile. Exactly. But today, like you say, the average Jew, the average Israeli, right. You tell him happy Yom Tua, happy happy what are you day of trumpet. <laughs> no idea whatsoever. <laughs> this is so interesting, you know. Like as we we're gonna dive into this in a series of a, of, of a new theory that's coming out. But uh, in a way, this obscurity yeah. kind of leads to the the whole anticipation, whether it's the rapture, the physical yeah. return of of Christ. Uh, there's this obscurity yes. around the time, and it's also obscure because of like you said, where it lands on the lunar calendar. For Passover, you had the new moon and there was days for people to kind of know, okay, this is the exact date for Passover because back in the day, they didn't have the astronomy right. and the calendars that they, they do today. So it'd be from the chief priests and the rabbis, but we'll get into that later. But what happens next after Yom Terah? So after the day of trumpet, you have 10 days that uh, are called, and again, this is in Jewish tradition, it's called the days of awe. And different, different uh, Jewish communities do it a little bit different, but the European Jews, the Ashkenazi Jews, um, you know, they begin on those 10 days, a ceremony, a daily ceremony that they call forgiveness or, or, or confession. So people right. confess their sins, they search their heart. The Sephardic Jews uh, from Spain and, and uh, North Africa, they actually started them a month ahead, <laughs> a okay. month before they Get a head start. <laughs> they do. But the point is that uh, you have this period that is, um, you know, heart searching and, uh, and kind of uh, tormenting in some way. Hmm. And it ends or it culminates with uh, the Day of Atonement, the holy right. day, holiest day uh, of the year 
in the um, biblical calendar. This is the only day in the year that under the Mosaic Covenant, the high priest would enter mm. the Holy of Holies. Mm. Now, it's very interesting to think about it, and we read about it in, in, in the Bible and then in Jewish tradition that you know, no one can go into the Holy of Holies. Right. And you had to make sacrifices for yourself and for your family and for the people. And very importantly, the Day of Atonement, many Jewish people today think that the Day of Atonement, you know, you fast, you read the prayer, mm-hmm. and God cleans your slate, right. you know, and, and, you know, all your sins are forgiven. Well, what's the greeting traditionally that you give in this season till the Day of Atonement? Uh, that's right. Well, those 10 days of all. That's right. Well, now, um, how, how do you say it in English? Gmar Chatimatova. May yeah. your name be written in the Book of Life? Or? Yeah, it's a, may you have a good name, but it's actually referring to the Book of Life, that's which right. is like, whoa, that's that's big. So you're talking about Judgment Day, right. this time of, of God opening this Book of Life for judgment, right. which right. is, if, if we're talking about the return of Yeshua in this season of of what happens in his mm-hmm. second coming, that's extremely fitting. Absolutely. It's beautiful. I agree. And I, and I think one other layer maybe to the Day of Atonement is that in under the Mosaic Covenant, we see it very clearly in the Bible. Yeah. It was not a day for personal repentance. It was mm. not a day for personal remission of sin. Right. It was a day of a national repentance and mm-hmm. a national remission of sin uh, mm. to allow Israel, as it were, to continue its role as, as God's priestly nation mm-hmm. among the nations. You know, the, the, the national nature of this day uh, seemed to indicate, as I understand it, again, there are different views here, right. but as I understand, the cycle of appointed days seemed to support the notion that on the Day of Atonement, there will be the uh, national repentance of Israel, that the days of awe signify the yeah. uh, tribulation, and then the, the Day of Atonement itself is when the Messiah himself is revealed, mm-hmm. you know, like a lightning from uh, east to west. And specifically, the nation of Israel is dealt with nationally, as it, right. it referred in Zechariah chapter 12 and verse 10, where it says, We shall look upon him whom we have pierced, and we mm. will mourn for him right. as one mourns the only begotten son. Very unique expression mm. in that verse in the Hebrew. And um, so just very, very exciting times. It's also interesting that this is one of the only of these appointed times that you're supposed to shelter in place. Mm. You do not go up to the temple for the right. Day of Atonement. Even though it's the most holy day in right. the calendar, it's not for us to come and present sacrifices, Sukkot, all the Passover, all these things. We bring sacrifices. Mm-hmm. This is something only the high priest can do. Yes. And isn't that interesting of like seeing our high priest? Mm-hmm. He's Absolutely. the only one who can bring atonement. Amen. And and you know, it all it, it's also interesting looking even at the the fasting. Okay, that was uh, it said to, it doesn't say fast, it says to afflict yourselves, but afflict your souls, yeah. It's kind of like it's not about the legality of it, but if you didn't take it seriously, what does it say to your belief in that atonement? Ah, mm-hmm. oh, it's just another day. Oh, it's not for me. Right. But it's like the Lord is separating, again, not about the legality, but about the heart. Where's where's your heart in this? Like, are you really believing mm-hmm. in the atoning work of the high priest? Yeah. Or is it just another day for you? Is it just another common thing? Yeah, and I, I would say about the high priest, and also, um, 
you know, also in the new covenant, you know, right. in the in the uh, Mosaic covenant, as we said, the high priest would make sacrifice for himself, for his family, yeah. and for the nation. Right. And then, you know, it's very interesting to read Jewish tradition. They would say, I mean, there was no real way of knowing whether, you know, God forbid, if it did if it did it wrong, it could die in the holy of holies, and no one would be able to get him out because yeah. no one can go in there. Right. So they would tie a rope. Jewish tradition says they tie a rope around the waist or the ankle right. of the high priest, and then he would go in so that if he dies, you know, if it was, it can be pulled. You pull out. him out. Absolutely. <laughs> so I mean, morbid. think about him. That's a lot of fear <laughs> every scary. year. It's uh, scary stuff. Yeah. And then, um, uh, and so when we read, yeah, when we read in the New Testament that the veil is torn, right. that Yeshua as our high priest is seated in the Holy of Holies, that mm. we can enter there with confidence, it bears a tremendous, tremendous meaning because in the, in the tabernacle, mm. uh, in the temple, there were no chairs. Work was never done for the priests. And mm. we read now that Yeshua as our high priest is seated. It mm. is completed. Wow. And so anyway, that's about the Day of Atonement. Mm. And then the final feast or the final point today hmm. is the Feast of Tabernacles. Right. And the Feast of Tabernacles has s several or maybe multiple uh, layers. Uh, initially, it kind of supposed to remind us that we are, you know, nomads, as it were, right. in this world. Dwelling in this tent. In this temporary, right, exactly yeah. right. And um, the, the tent, by the way, is a very interesting expression in, in the Hebrew Bible because our body is like a tent, the world, I mean, the, the universe is like a tent. Yeah. And so anyway, it reminds us of our temporariness in this world. Mm. It reminds us of the blessings God has given us, mm. you know, that we do have a home, yeah. you know, on the rest of the year. Yeah. That, um, and, and so that's one layer. Another layer is it's a very, um, it's, it's a celebration of, where you share, you know, people are coming to your sukkah, you know, to your tabernacle, you, yeah. know, you meet together with friends and family and neighbors and just feasting on, on God's goodness. Of course, yeah. it was also the, the fall festival, uh, particularly of Sukkot, was kind of when the harvest was gathered, gathered in yeah. uh, in the fall. So just a time of rejoicing and um, in the prophetic, it signifies the millennial kingdom when the Messiah himself reigns over the earth right. and then you know uh all the nations we read in, in zechariah 14 all nations come and uh and worship him in jerusalem right you could even say like this is the wedding festival of the yeah, lamb you know because sure. what happens after judge uh, you know yeshua returns you know there's judgment on the nations he saves israel he, he brings back the exiles and then there's after the judgment is the festival the wedding festival yeah. And it, it's also beautiful, you know, Yom Kippur, mm -hmm. and Israel kind of has these holidays. This isn't the only one. Also in our Memorial Day, we go mm -hmm. from this somber day of yes. Memorial to right. this joyous Independence Day celebration. So uh, Yom Kippur also kind of has that same thing. We literally go from this, the most somber day of fasting mm -hmm. and everyone's like really, you know, um, fasting and praying. And then all of a sudden, Boom, at evening, Switches. when the sun goes down, it's like you bust out the cakes, you bust out everything. It, it, it switches to celebration, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's always, it's a, it's, it's a mental switch. It's yeah. sometimes difficult to do, actually. Yeah, it's like a boom, you know, you're in it. And, and it's beautiful, though, because once judgment's there, it's a party. But I, I also just think of, like, these, these festivals, these holidays, 
God wants to teach us. He wants to He wants us to teach our children. You know, mm -hmm. we talk we Absolutely. talk about the father's heart and how he wants to draw the father back to the children and children back to the father. What a great teaching opportunity. You know, having guests over, you know, we also see beyond a teaching opportunity for your children because you bring them into this. It's like, you know, I've, I've joked around with friends. It's it, it's like, because our people in the States and, and in the West, they know about like Christmas trees and stuff and you decorate it. But the sukkah, you're like, you're throwing <laughs> the same it. stuff. I mean, you get the <laughs> twinkle lights and you get all the garland and you everything, but you're like living and eating inside of a Christmas tree. That's a, that's what I explain it to, to my friends who don't know about all this stuff. It's like, to me, it's even better, you know, than that because you're hanging out and camping and the kids love it. Oh, yeah. It's like magical. It's an amazing time. And you get to recount the story of God's salvation. Yeah. And that's what these are about. Remember what God did, but also look to the redemption to come. Amen. Look with anticipation. Um, and so, but also we, we read about God's heart to bring in the stranger Bring in the outcast, yeah, right. the orphan, the widow. Take them along with you. Because these, mm -hmm. when we talk about Sukkot, when we talk about Passover, when all these different big holidays, well, of course, besides Yom Kippur, everyone right. stays home. But all these other holidays, you're to come up, and it's a big, crazy barbecue, basically. I mean, it's kind of a crude way to say it. <laughs> but just imagine all the beef be getting roasted here. <laughs> But, but that's, you would take it back with you to your place and to your tent, and you would share it. You would share your joy. You, you share the joy of the Lord in these big, crazy biblical barbecues. And that's a crude way to put it, but maybe relatable in that God wants us to celebrate his salvation Amen. and joy and to share it. So sharing the gospel in this time is so important amen. and be praying for our ministry right now. Amen, amen. Yeah, that's that's high times, I think, when people are, you know, saying, well, why are we even doing this? Reminds yeah. us what happened. I yeah. mean, and so it is, as you say, also an opportunity where a lot of people come together, a lot of families. Yeah. So uh, we would spe actually specifically ask for prayer for our family members. Amen. Uh, that are not yet, they don't, I mean, uh, family members, friends, neighbors that, you know, no, heard heard that we're believers for years and years and years. Yeah. And we had different opportunities to talk to them about the Lord. But would you pray with us that this will be a time where Amen. God breaks through to their heart and, and uh, that, you know, they come to know him as well. It's a time where the Holy Spirit moves in great power Amen. to bring salvation. I, I know so many Amen. Israelis that came to faith on Sukkot. Wow. During, in the middle of the Feast of Tabernacles, it was like a revelation from God and boom. So, guys, let's uh, pray together. Lord, would you, uh, would you draw our hearts near to you first, Lord, that we would uh, just enjoy you, that we would celebrate your salvation, what you've done and what's yet to come. Would we tell that to our children in a powerful way that they could understand your great salvation and also follow in your ways? And Lord, would you help for us to bring in the outcast and the orphan, those who are those who may have never heard your name, Lord, that this would be a season and a time for our listeners around the world to also bring in and celebrate your salvation with others who haven't heard. But also we just pray for the children of Israel around the world, Lord, that you would open eyes, that you would open ears, that you would give supernatural revelation as you've done in the past, Lord, and we just pray that this year, 
that you bring a great harvest of people that would see their Messiah, and that they would see the King who's returning soon, and, and that they would, uh, that our eyes would be open to Yeshua. Amen. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen.